Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Commencement. Today's episode is all about resumes, and it is one of the more important topics that I get asked by students who happen to be um, in their final year or any student who is you know, struggling to get that first job, land an internship. And frankly, I get this question from you know, young professionals all the time about, you know, give me some tips on a resume. And my short answer uh, personally is that uh, stop caring so much about your resume. And my additional answer on that as a hiring manager is, I frankly don't give a shit about your resume. And what I mean by that is if you have made an impression on me one way or the other, if you have found a way to network with me, if you have found a way to create and put content out there that's caught my attention, or you've used your resume to direct me back to, then I really could care less the structure, the size, the fonts, the boldness, the lines, the whatever that goes into your resume. And the additional reason I don't really care about your resume is because your resume is just simply a foundational piece of paper that helps you get into a door, but by no means does that resume actually have any bearings on if I ultimately want to hire you or not. And the barrier to entry to get in the door is the same for everybody, in my opinion, which is submit your piece of paper and hope to get seen. But if you're doing all the other things that I've spoken about in the past, which is networking, building your brand, creating, putting content out there, you know, finding a way to get your foot in the door, you know, through leaders, you know, business leaders and professionals, then you know what, there's a chance you don't ever even have to submit a resume to anybody other than to check a box for a company on their hiring website. So the truth of the matter is, is I'm going to tell you, stop overthinking your resume. Yes, you know, make sure that your resume is readable. Uh, make sure that it's, you know, uh, you know, easy to understand. Uh, but, you know, do I really care if you put your education first or your education last? No, I don't. Uh, do I really care, you know, what sort of, sort of soft skills you might might have? I don't. Um, by the way, the other thing too is everybody uh, has those soft skills on their resume. You don't stand out. You don't look any different. So if you're going to do your resume, here's what I'm going to tell you. If you're going to care about your resume the way that you probably have to at this point in your career, then what I'm going to tell you is find a way to be creative and be unique with it, okay? So if you haven't done all the work to network, if you haven't been creating content and putting yourself out there, if you haven't built a solid brand online so that people can look up and, and look back to, then the last line of defense I will tell you to have on your resume, assuming you haven't done all these other things, is to find a way to make your resume stand out. Now, again, I'm going to tell you, I don't care about your resume, but at the same time, if I have to see you this way and find you this way through your resume, then find a way to make it unique and different. I don't want to look at another resume with size 12 fonts and, you know, aerial, uh, you know, aerial fonts, uh, you know, uh, with some fancy little boxes and, you know, maybe your name's on the left side versus the top. What I want to see is something that I see in my company or the role or something that makes you stand out above and beyond. 
And I'm going to give you an example. Uh, a couple of years ago, there was somebody on LinkedIn who actually was a graphic designer. And I saw this individual was working really hard on LinkedIn to try to find a job. And so what they were doing was they were using their graphic design skills to design resumes and use those resumes to apply to specific companies to get their attention. And so one example that comes to mind was this individual, I wish I could remember his name because I certainly would highlight him. But uh, what, one thing that he did was he created a resume uh, for Nintendo, for a job over at Nintendo. And the background of the re resume was all done in Super Mario Brothers uh, you know, images. And he, he incorporated Mario and Luigi and Koopa Troopas and, you know, the pipes that you jump down and, you know, the whole thing. And he made this resume stand out to the point where any hiring manager, recruiter, anybody that comes across that resume is going to stop. They're going to forward it to everybody that they possibly can. And I guarantee you that that individual is getting an interview as a result of being unique and being different and finding a way to stand out. Okay, so when I tell you things like, I don't give a shit about your resume, it's because I don't care about the same exact thing that everybody is gonna do. You know, there's all sorts of resume writing professionals out there and, you know, God bless them. And I'm sure that they're really good at what they do to help you to get seen by some of the search engines and some of the other things that the companies have, you know, to possibly block your resume from coming in. but rather than figure out if you know the right word is adaptable or coachable or rather than figure out if you should say you know you did you know i don't know what the hell you did at your previous company but i don't care about that find a way to be creative and different and by the way you don't have to go on five you don't you don't have to you know have all these skills you can go on fiverr and you can go find a graphic designer you can probably find somebody for, you know, 50 bucks a pop, you know, to help you apply for really important big jobs and do something unique and creative with your resume. So you don't have to have graphic design skills necessarily. I can tell you I don't. But if I was going to do this, I would go and I would find somebody to help me create some unique content as part of that resume to send over to a hiring manager or at least to post on LinkedIn um, and get someone's attention or send it directly to that hiring manager on LinkedIn and get as much bang for your buck as you possibly can. If we're going to keep talking about resumes, and you can tell it's my least favorite topic to ever talk about, but if we're going to keep talking about resumes, I will tell you the one thing that I always point back to is as a student, or as a young professional, a hiring manager should understand your objective. So uh, chances are, as a student right now, you're working some odds and ends jobs. Maybe you're working right now at a coffee shop, which, by the way, great. I'm glad you're working. But it's hard to try to apply for that first job in, uh, you know, advertising. And the only experience you're trying to show on this one page resume is three years worth of work at the local coffee shop and, you know, part time labor at your mom and dad's friend's business. Um, and an internship for two months, you know, at XYZ company, it's really hard to showcase all that and like stand out and be exciting and be different. And so one of the things I always talk about is making sure that a hiring manager really understands your objective. What are you looking to accomplish? And on top of it too, what are some of the things that stand out about you as to why I should think about hiring you? Because I'll be completely honest with you, 
the lack of experience that you have makes it really easy for a hiring manager to take your resume and throw it aside. Uh, and again, no offense, but if the only experience you have is working some odds and ends jobs and two months worth of experience maybe in that career field, you're not going to stand out and you're not going to be seen above and beyond. But if you find a way on that resume to write in there some kind of objective, something in there about the career path you're looking to achieve, maybe the why behind that career path, maybe you have a really good story as to why you're going down this career path. Maybe there's something in your experience, your childhood and your, your background that says, you know, from the day I was 10 years old, I wanted to be in business and here's why. And let me tell you that quick story. To me, those things stand out way bigger during this period of time for you than telling me that you restocked all the cups and you ran the cash register at the local Dairy Queen. And like, again, no offense, but at the same time, let's be real with ourselves. And by the way, I was there at one point in time. Uh, my first resume I ever had had, you know, very limited experience on it because I was not involved in anything. In fact, the resume that I used to apply for my first jobs after I graduated, I wish I had a copy of it. But I can tell you it looked a little something like this. Uh, it probably had at the top of it, uh, you know, a brief objective of what I wanted to do. Um, I had roughly three jobs to showcase and probably a fourth one that I made up along the way. Um, those two jobs were summer jobs. One, I worked as a merchandiser for Coca-Cola one summer. And the other one was I worked as a merchandiser for Pepsi-Cola the next summer. So two real world jobs, both nothing to do with PR marketing or advertising, which is what my degree was in. Now, granted, I love those jobs. They were a ton of fun. They taught me a lot. And then I did happen to have an internship from the Seattle Supersonics and the Seattle Storm, uh, in which I worked for about three or four months uh, over the summer between my junior and senior year of college. So I had two, you know, two and a half, you know, uh, two real jobs, an internship, and then I probably made up a bunch of shit about things I really did or didn't do at WSU uh, when I was in college about, you know, being involved in certain, uh, you know, organizations and whatever else that I probably was kind of not involved in to some degree. And the point is, is why would anybody see my resume and go, wow, this person looks so exciting. They have so much experience in my field. The answer is they probably did it. And so the difference between me getting that job my first job I wanted and you know, spending the amount of time I did to ultimately find my career was in the fact that I didn't do a lot of these things that I'm talking about. I didn't, I didn't network. I didn't have mentors out there you know, helping me with my career field. Um, I didn't do anything to get seen. And that was back in 2005, you know, pre-LinkedIn and everything else. But still, I didn't do anything to be different. I can remember I, hand, I, I walked into one business and handed my resume off one time. And I was so fucking nervous that I probably didn't make eye contact with somebody, right? But like, that was my way to like differentiate myself was like walk in and say hi and hand off my resume, you know, in a, in a manila uh, folder, which by the way, can you imagine doing that today? Why not? Why not do that today? Why not find a way, you know, to stand out and be different? But that was my way of doing it. Of course, I didn't get that job. Uh, and on top of it too, there was no experience. I had no you know, nothing I created. I had no, you know, really nothing to show for it, you know, previously. So my resume was kind of that classic example of, well, no wonder nobody's hiring me because there's really nothing on here. And if I had to do it over again, I would have used it as an opportunity to really tell a story and really explain to somebody uh, to get their attention in a personalized manner, my objective, 
why I went into PR, why I'd be a good fit for your company. And I'd remove so much of the, you know, if I had to do it over again, I would remove so much of the fluff. I think the thing is, I want you to really think about is when you're in this moment of trying to find this first, first career, you're doing everything you can to try to stand out. Uh, and sometimes it's so much fluff and so much crap that like we just look like the rest of the fluff and the crap coming through in the resumes. So again, I really want to challenge you to find ways to be different, go above and beyond. If everybody's submitting a resume on a white piece of paper with black font, 12 points, aerial type, double spaced, bullshit, 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 then you find a way to submit your resume in a different manner. Okay. So, you know, find a way to make something that stands out, find a way to make a resume that goes, boom, this pops. There's plenty of examples on like online you can find, but if you're sitting around right now going, gosh, I just don't understand why nobody's wanted to interview me or hire me. Well, it's because there's a thousand people that have applied for that job. And the lack of experience that you have is not getting you to the top of that pile but somebody else who has a little bit more experience is getting that chance and your lack of creativity and showcasing your way to stand out isn't doing you any favors at all. The last part of this topic too is all around cover letters. And I touched on it a little bit here, if, you know, um, back, back if I had to do it again. The thing about cover letters is, uh, again, I think there's a lot of fluff and a lot of bullshit that goes into cover letters. Um, and what tends to happen, and I did this, you know, back in the day, is we tend to write what we think is this basic cover letter, and then we, you know, cut and paste it, uh, and we address it to a new company, and we're like, this is my cover letter, and I want people to get to know who I am through it, but we kind of send the same generic thing over and over and over again. So I really want to challenge you to find a way to, in addition to making that resume stand out, make that cover letter simple to the point and make sure that somebody knows the exact why behind why you are the candidate that they absolutely need to give a chance to and why they they cannot miss on you. And I and I and I think again it goes back to don't try to write three pages of bullshit. Put in there your why. If you have used if you have you know worked your your ass off for the last several years and put your blood, sweat, and tears into going out and finding this career. And, and you've worked so hard to do internships and everything else. Explain the grit behind the, the work that you've done. Explain the emotion and the tears that go into, this is why I have pursued you know, the last four years of business school. And this is why I'm going to be a good fit for your company. I think a lot about the way Shark Tank sometimes looks on, on TV. And you get this entrepreneur who comes in and they pitch this thing, they pitch this idea and they're asking for, you know, $100,000 for 10% of their company or whatever. And Mr. Wonderful rips them apart and says, you got no sales, you got no nothing. And then all of a sudden the founder breaks down and they start crying and they say, you know, I've spent the last 10 years and all my life savings and I'm willing to do everything I can. And, you know, I grew up you know, with a troubled childhood and yada, yada, yada. And then what happens? The sharks all of a sudden stop. And they and now they want to know more about the person. And now the product that they thought was like marginal, now all of a sudden they care. And they care about that individual and the story of that individual and the sacrifices that they've made become bigger than whatever marginal product that they might have. 
And whether they invest in them or not is secondary to the point of a hiring manager needs to hear and understand your story. This is not just I'm adaptable and I'm coachable and I'm you're a great employee and I'm good at core values and everything else. This is if you don't interview me, here's what you're going to miss out on. And here's why my story is better than anybody else's and why you should interview me because of the sacrifices that I've made, you know, potentially over the last several years and working my ass off to get to this point today. So those are the things that I really think about when we think about cover letters and resumes. Again, you know, if you if you just want to send your resume out into the world of resumes and, you know, you want to be one of 1000 applicants for a job again, great. You know, it's uh, uh, it, you know, that is very simple. That is one page, uh, you know, white piece of paper, black font, 12 point aerial bullshit. If you want to find a way to stand out and be different, you know, go pay somebody to, uh, you know, make your resume look awesome to spruce it up a little bit. Uh, you know, go look for examples online, you know, go find a way to make a resume that makes a hiring manager go, whoa, I don't know if this person has all the experience, but we have got to interview this person because they did something above and beyond. And the last piece of this too, I'll say is you have to find the balance between corny and creative. And corny may get you laughed at. And by the way, so what? Who cares? Creative may get you an interview. But I can tell you that everything in between there, which is white piece of paper, black font, 12-point aerial, bullshit, 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 that is like playing the lottery. And although it only takes, you know, you only have to hit those numbers once across the board, the odds of it happening are so incredibly low that, you know, you might as well either play a different game or play some, or you put your money in the stock market or somewhere else, because the odds of that happening are, are, are pretty low. Just like the odds of you getting an interview for your dream job where there's a thousand applicants with a weak resume and a no creative cover letter, and you haven't networked and you haven't been creative and you haven't put content out there and you haven't built your brand online is there's no reason for you to question why you're not getting interviews and why nobody is wanting to talk to you. I can tell you all the reasons why, I just named them. Those are the exact reasons why you're not getting the job interviews that you're interested in. Okay, uh, this is a real episode tonight. I know that there's a lot of things here that are a little controversial. I got my own opinions on this. Uh, you know, I, I hope that this helped though to give you a little insight into kind of my thought process on resumes and cover letters. Uh, I can, I'll, I'll close with this. I have hired hundreds of people during my career. And I can tell you there's a number of those folks that I've hired whose resumes I've never even looked at. And the reason for that is because if I've met you, if you've made an impression on me, if one of your network connections has called me, um, if uh, I've seen content that you've created, if I've seen you know something about your brand, I don't give a shit about your resume all of a sudden. We're going to sit down and we're going to talk anyways, and I'm going to get to learn more. The resume is just the ticket in the door, um, but sometimes that ticket doesn't get stamped and you don't get a chance to get in the door if you're not doing all the other things um, that end up making sense. Thanks again for listening tonight. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode and hope you're able to get a little bit of value out of it. Um, I do want to put out there, uh, I have an email. It's commencementpodcast at gmail.com. If you got any questions, if, if you want me to do uh, future episodes based on some content that you're curious about, shoot me an email. 
commencementpodcast at gmail.com and uh, look forward to uh, future episodes. Take care.